0: Welcome to BFNC Living. I am your host, Chandra Redfern, CEO of the Buffalo Federation of Neighborhood Centers. And so today we're going to talk about something that oftentimes we don't talk about or we neglect. We're going to talk about dental care. We're gonna talk about teeth. And I am joined today by Dr. Malene Diane, or excuse me, Deanne Chin Kit Wells, who is a board certified pediatric dentist. She practices in Buffalo, New York. Dr. Deanne was born and raised in Trinidad and Tobago. Her first job was as a school dental nurse. She received her undergraduate degree from Howard University. Her doctor of dental surgery degree is from the University at Buffalo School of Dental Medicine. Dr. Deanne's postgraduate training included a general practice hospital residency at Miller Fillmore Hospital and specialty training in pediatric dentistry with the State University of New York at Buffalo Children's Hospital of Buffalo. Dr. Deanne has training in the care and treatment of patients with intellectual and developmental disabilities, Her passion is for improving access to care, breaking down barriers to care, and assuring equity in all aspects. She's on several boards and has received several awards and truly enjoys her community work. Dr. Chin Kit Wells is the chair for the Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion Committee at the University at Buffalo School of Dental Medicine and is president-elect of the American Academy of Developmental Medicine and Dentistry. Welcome, Dr. Deanne. Thank
1: you very much.
0: So we are so glad to have you here because we're going to talk teeth. And um, it's interesting, a lot of times when I talk to people, people talk about their physical health and they always talk about things that have to do with like your heart or, you know, people talk about needing to go to the dermatologist. Mm-hmm. But when you start talking about teeth and going to the dentist. People sometimes get real quiet about that until maybe there's a problem of some sort. Um, So today, I just want to have a a discussion about dental hygiene and why it's important. But first, um, talk to our listeners and tell them, why did you go into dentistry?
1: Ah, so I have to tell you that my mother was a nurse and my father was an engineer and if you think about it dentistry is a combination of those two things the nurturing and healthcare of nursing but also the technical and scientific background that's part of engineering. And so I think being around my parents they were also very much people persons so my dad was a mayor in the little town that we're from in Trinidad Tobago. My mother had a little preschool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was being around people. And finally, I would say visiting my dentist. And this is important to say because I, for my dentists out there that might be listening, you can make such an impact on children. My dentist would always say, ever since I was a little girl, you have a beautiful smile, you should be a dentist. And I uh-huh. think that stuck. And then the exposure from my parents. And so dentistry was something that I gravitated towards and stuck with it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: that's, you talk about the nurturing and care. And um, the interesting thing is that um, I met Dr. dm before I met her because my daughter goes to a dentist and she saw my daughter at one point and you know, a lot of times people have uh, apprehension about the dentist. And I have to truly say that you were very calming. And um, I think it was like her first dental appointment and she's just been, I'm going to go back every single time. So it really speaks it speaks a lot. And I think it's good to develop um, good dental hygiene earlier on and it, no, understanding the importance. So my next question to you is going to be, why is it important to go to the dentist? Because a lot of people feel like the dentist is optional. And I'm gonna, we're going to talk about in a minute why people don't go. But why is it important for people to go to the dentist?
1: So, of course, it's important because the teeth are a part of your human body. And it's a very important part. If you think about your mouth, okay, this is where you're placing food in. This is where you're speaking from. Even your breathing occurs there. And I think a lot of times we separate our teeth from the rest of our body. If you were to get a cut or a saw on your arm or on any other part of your face, you would address it. Mm -hmm. And yet we have our teeth, and when there is a problem there, we tend to not address it. And I know we're going to go into anxiety, but first we have to talk about a person taking care of their own self and finding some pride and joy and, and a need to be healthy. You are not healthy if you're not dentally healthy, and it's such an easy thing to do. So reason number one, it's a part of your body and an extremely important part. If you develop an abscess or an infection in that area, you are swallowing all that bacteria into the rest of your body, and it can even transfer up to your brain through the blood vessels. And we know mm-hmm. that people have died from a dental abscess that went to their brain. Not on my watch. On my watch, we are making sure that our people understand how important it is to keep your teeth and gums clean and to come to us so we could double check and make sure everything's okay. Right. that
0: That's really important. I love that you said, um, you know, you need to be healthy and you're not healthy if you're not dentally healthy. And oftentimes people don't make the connection um, with your mouth to the rest of your body and so, you know, people, I know people, I mean, they run, they're, you know, they're trying to eat healthy, they're doing all these things, but they do not go to the dentist and they feel like, I don't have any problems that I know of, um, so I, I don't need to go. And and you talked about having a, um, an abscess and, you know, how that can get into other areas of the body and ultimately, you know, could lead to death. And I think it's so important that people do recognize that dentists are part of your primary health team. Um, you know, I go to a dentist and, and I appreciate my dentist because they have a very holistic approach to dental care. So they're asking you about all this other physical health stuff and and they're teaching you about, you know, how your teeth Im- impact that. And so, you know, a lot of our listeners may not even have realized that, like, your, your teeth can affect, you know, things going on with your heart and, and other things. What are some common... Um, health issues that you've seen other than with someone having an abscess that may occur when there are problems in the mouth?
1: So gum disease would be the first one I'd go to, gingivitis or periodontitis. And we know that's affiliated with high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. It's affiliated with diabetes, poor health. And, you know, it goes back and forth. So diabetes, high blood pressure and poor health can lead to poor teeth and gums. Mm -hmm. Poor teeth and gums can lead to diabetes... Blood pressure and poor health, and there are many other comorbidities right, sickle cell anemia, anemia, but even something as simple as a chipped tooth. If you think, if you know, you have a chipped tooth and you're thinking, well, this is not a disease, but your tongue is rubbing against that, it's abrading against that, you might get a sore on that tongue. What causes cancer, right? It's right, cells multiplying. Problems occurring. Not to mention if you're a cigarette smoker or if you're on a lot of medications that cause dry mouth. um, If you are, there's so many, so many conditions. Really, there I cannot think of one condition that does not have some relation to your oral cavity. And that takes us back to the oral cavity being part of the body. And there are some holistic dentists out there that can take a look at your teeth, even the way you bite, and be able to connect it to some medical problem that you're having and relieve that, and the medical problem seems to dissipate. Of course, with your medical appointments and seeing your doctor and so on and so forth, but it's testimony to it's all related.
0: Wow. So why do so many people avoid the dentist (laughs) or fear going to the dentist? Other than sometimes we look at the bills and they are big.
1: And that is a part two. (laughs) That's a part two, right? Finances and, you know, kind of sometimes all comes down to that with any profession. But in dentistry, definitely fair. And so I'll let you in on a secret. You asked me why. Did I become a dentist? Yes, I was exposed. I was so privileged to be exposed with my parents being professionals and my dentist telling me, oh, you should be a dentist. But I was also terrified of the dentist. Hmm. And so it occurred to me, it almost was like, like a a firecracker went off. If I became a dentist, then I don't have to go to the dentist. I'll be the (laughs) dentist. I'll take care of myself, you know? And actually, that led me into pediatric dentistry and dentistry for vulnerable populations because I think I have an understanding for anxiety, okay? Mm -hmm. What are people afraid of? We all know it. The needle, right? Mm -hmm. Taking a tooth out, blood. I mean, yes, we are using sharp instruments in the mouth. But we also are here to take pain away. Mm. And the effect of not going um, and not finding that dentist, this is why I stay a part of the dental school. Because if I can teach our dental students to be that nurturing, caring dentist that's forming a relationship with their patient, that is setting up a relationship of trust, valuable trust, you know, you are here to take the pain away and to prevent the pain. We, there's nothing we want to do to cause pain. We want to prevent pain and take that pain away. So people don't want to go to the dentist because they're afraid. And fear is usually from the unknown and past experiences, right? And so we try to teach person-centered care. Like, take the time to get to know that patient and know what that patient needs to break down that barrier of fear. But also trauma informed care. Take that time to understand what may have occurred in the past Mm -hmm. and be able to work with that to help this person feel comfortable. So, not only can they provide care, but they can pass that message on that dentistry is a profession of care, nurturing, love. If we can continue to teach that and populate, especially Buffalo, with dentists that are caring and willing to develop that relationship with their patient. Then the financial barrier seems easier, you know, to handle. Yes, we have to work with insurance companies and so on and so forth. But I think folks will have an understanding of the value of what's happening and it will make it a little bit easier to get into the dentist. Access to care is another one Mm -hmm. especially for patients with disabilities and so us dentists getting that information out that our doors are open that we are going to form that nurturing relationship and have you as a patient and care for you is is terribly important absolutely yeah
0: absolutely and and you talked about two things that we're just going to talk a little bit more about you talked about um, being trauma informed and being person centered, and and how you teach dental students. And you know, one of the things that I, I think is wonderful, right, is that you you are a teacher too, right? So, um, I think it's important um, that students understand it's not just about the art of dentistry, but there's a person attached to the end of that, um, and it, it is important that we understand where they're coming from because it is not natural for everyone to say, oh, I go to the dentist and I see the dentist for this, or I have a toothache. I need to go to the dentist. I have a toothache and they just kind of bear through it. Um, and so I know that um, as an individual of color, it's very important for you to um, promote dentistry for uh, people of color and, and to get them interested in it. And um, and also, you talked a little bit about access to care, mm-hmm. which is kind of how, you know, we all have linked up at BFNC because um, you were very instrumental in, in supporting and, and writing a grant that allows us to have dental pop-up screenings. And the, the thought premise is that we do these in very fun, um, comfortable environments, right? So you're not going to a clinic, but uh, for example, we have Fall Fest on uh, the 4th of October We're going to have a dental screening clinic there, right? And uh, we we put them in places like that. And I know you've done them many other places. Um, Talk to me about kind of how you think about the dental uh, screening pop-ups and and kind of why you you are very very dedicated to it and you and your team show up and it's just really great and I've experienced the, the big tooth and learning how to <laughs> clean your teeth and the kids love it they really and the adults I loved it um, but I mean just to giving back and sometimes you know we see doctors and um, you know f- physical health doctors but we don't always see dentists doing pop-ups and and, and things like that so talk Talk to us about, you know, your your goal in making dental care more accessible and kind of um, eliminating those barriers for people of color, both that would be interested in entering dentistry, mm-hmm. but also those that just need to go to the dentist.
1: Yeah. So I'll start by uh, finishing up that conversation we had about teaching dental students and Mm -hmm. that dental student having a patient in the chair and person-centered care. I really want that dental student to think that that person could be me. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's difficult if it's a person that doesn't look like you or come from your background or sound like you. And so it's really important to expose our dental students Mm -hmm. to a wide variety of people and for them to get not just comfortable, but feel that responsibility to care for a diverse group of persons. And so it's one thing to teach them in the classroom, it's another thing to take them into the community and for them to understand their responsibility Mm -hmm. as community providers, because that's what we really are, right? Providers of health for our community. And to be honest, they absolutely love it. And so when the opportunity came up for BFNC to allow us in to do dental screenings, first of all, thank you so much because nobody really ever remembers a dentist or calls on the (laughs) dentist. And it's not like we're out there except a few of us like me saying, me, 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 please don't forget that smile, how important that smile is. Um, yes, we wrote for a grant with Quest, and was able to get this grant to pop up wherever you have an event. Mm-hmm. Um, we found that if you create a dental event and invite folks to that, they don't tend to show up for the reasons we've spoken about. Mm-hmm. Anxiety, yeah. am I going to have to pay when I get there? You can even give away of television. They will not show up <laughs> wow. and we've done that. I'm talking from All fact, right? right? Um, so to pop up wherever there are folks for already a fun event. And I remember you and I speaking, and it was very important that it be fun and relaxed and be an, an environment that spoke about caring, something that you stand for for people with BFNC. And you were speaking my language. And if we could teach students that as well, too. Right. So getting the students out into the community, getting them out uh, to these pop-up screenings that we do, having them not just take a look at teeth, but take a look at people. You know, mm-hmm. go out there and dance when they're dancing. Eat with them. Sit with them now and talk about oral health now take a look at their teeth, now demonstrate how to brush, now do an oral cancer check and make sure that there's nothing here that we need to worry about. Now make sure they have the right resources to go to Mm -hmm. so that they can follow up with care. And every now and again, this might even become a patient for the dental school. That has been really rewarding. And in so doing, I hope that Young people in the community will see it and probably think, wow, I could be a dental student like that. I'm bringing out these young dental students to them. You know, maybe they might see themselves there because that's what we need. We need people from our community to consider dentistry as a valuable profession, to know that we're going to be there to make sure they get through those years and we're going to make sure that they are set up for success. I just spoke to a young lady. She said, you know, I'm not going to college because I read where the semester can cost me $7,000. And I'm thinking if we as dental students stop to think, oh my goodness, what is it going to cost me to go to dental school? We'll never go. Mm -hmm. You have to somehow put that aside and seek for your resources and find mentors. Mm -hmm. We have to be mentors for these young people to encourage them into dentistry. If not, the profession is going to continue to be one where you see very few black and brown dentists, dental hygienists, dental hygiene students, dental assisting students, Mm -hmm. you know. It is a wonderful profession. And we need to encourage those who are like-minded to to be out here to advocate for the same. Absolutely. And you
0: made a good point in the end. And it's not just a dentist. It's a dental hygienist. There there are different careers in dentistry that people really um, should take an opportunity to explore, you know, because we do need dentists. Mm -hmm. We do. We need doctors. We need dentists. We we need it all. And so you you talked about, you know, how we we have the the pop-ups and Um, I I will say probably at Fall Fest there'll be some candy apples and other Mm -hmm. things. Um, Talk to us about, you know, what kind of foods are are bad Mm -hmm. for our teeth or that we should really limit you know, our intake of those.
1: I so appreciate the opportunity to talk about <laughs> this because there are some foods out there that might be fooling you a bit, and you might think, okay, my kid's not eating candy, or I'm not eating candy, mm-hmm. so I shouldn't get a cavity. So, of course, pure sugar is a problem, right? The candies, the junk food, especially the sticky ones, and mm-hmm. Halloween's coming up and all those other festivals and celebrations, you know, the gummy vitamins and gummy oh, anything yeah. is a huge problem because that. that. That gumminess of the whatever it is, whether it be medicine or candy, gets in between the teeth. And if you're not flossing, if you're not, you know, rinsing, Mm -hmm. if you're not really getting that floss down there to get that gooeyness out from in between the teeth, a cavity can form there. And you'll look in your mouth and think, oh, I don't have a cavity or my child doesn't, and then you'll go get an x-ray taken, and you'll think the dentist might be lying to you, and they'll show you on the x-ray how that cavity formed. So gummy vitamins, gummy candies, anything gummy, please be aware that once it's made with sugar, you're going to have a problem there. But you might say, okay, well, then I'll just give my kid all eat crackers and goldfish and anything that's fermentable carbohydrate will also cause cavities. Oh. The chips, the Cheetos, the Doritos, and the Takis are a huge problem right now. Hmm. And everything really in moderation. But I really want this time to talk about the liquid junk stuff, too. So soda pop, absolute problem. Gatorade, terrible for teeth. Right? Juice. Children really under the age of one should not be drinking juice at all. It is sugar and it will cause cavities. Mm. And so unless your medical doctor is saying, this child needs to put weight on, so I need them on juice, and if that's the problem or if that's what the treatment is, then they need to rinse that juice off before they go to bed at night. But no more bottles with juice. That baby bottle with juice is a big problem. And Mm. you're setting that child up for a lifetime of cavities. So juice, even reducing the amount that you give a child to four ounces or less during the day and diluting it would be the best thing to help prevent cavities from forming. And that leads me to say, yes, diet is important, right? You want to eat your fruits and your vegetables. You can't just eat grapes and oranges, oranges, oranges all the time because that's acid.
0: So, I mean, you know, you're like, what
1: can I eat and drink? Water definitely is great in between your meals and everything. Um, You know, this prolonged breastfeeding can be a little bit of an issue. We want our moms to breastfeed, Hmm. but you have to brush or wipe the teeth off. that breast milk because breast milk is so good for your body but for your teeth there's so much carbohydrate there so just make sure to wipe those teeth off with some water um, after after removing the breast when you're breastfeeding and one more point to make just in case it doesn't come up remember cavities are caused by a bacteria Hmm. and so that bacteria can be passed from person to person and especially if there's a young child in the house and you know you have gum disease or cavities Nothing from your mouth. Don't put the pacifier in to wipe it. Don't taste their food, da-da-da-da-da. You are actually transmitting and inoculating your child. And then that child could eat all healthy foods, but they've been contaminated with the bacteria that causes cavities. Wow.
0: Wow. Well, that's definitely, I learned some things. So I do have a question um, because a lot of people say, oh, I drink water, but I drink carbonated water. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, if there's acid content in there. Mm, So, you know, I mean, I prefer carbonated water to soda pop and Gatorade. But straight Mm. up pure water is what you want to do.
0: So we've heard it, folks. We've gotten the list of some of the foods we want to do. Moderation, moderation. Um, And so, you know, we talked about some of the foods and, and, and things like that. So a lot of people, you talked earlier, they may have a fear of the dentist. Sometimes I know people that go to the dentist and it is just a traumatizing experience for them. And I think that could be said of any um, health visit that we go on. I hear people go to the doctors. It's it's horrible, you know, th- things like that. And then we know as, as a people that there is a lot of historical trauma as it relates to medical care. So there's apprehension there. Um, And we like to educate our listeners um, so that they can be good advocates for themselves. So if someone is going to the dentist, walk our listeners through, like, what should happen when you go to the dentist? Because some people go to the dentist like, oh, dentist said I got to get on my teeth pulled. Dentist said I need four root canals. Dentist said I need, you know, two crowns, an implant, and all of these things. And people are, are very much overwhelmed. So what should our listeners be looking for when they go to the dentist?
1: So I'll start again by saying, I'm going to work on my end to make sure that our dental students become dentists that follow through with what I'm going to say right now, okay? okay? I mean, you, of course, you'll sign in at the front desk, you'll go to the operatory it's called, which is where you'll actually meet the dentist, you'll get a cleaning done, hopefully by the dental hygienist, and that is really important to do. And sometimes in adult dentistry, you'll hear, oh, you need a deep cleaning, you can ask for detail. You can ask. Ask, tell, ask is extremely important in reducing anxiety and to have an informed patient is what I'm all about. That's why I talk about equity of care, right? I want my patients to be informed. That's why I am out in the community giving dental education so that you know what to ask, okay? You'll get the cleaning done. You should have x-rays done so that you can be shown the x-rays and have them show you this is where maybe the bone tissue is less than it should be this is where there's some calculus this is where there's a cavity you should ask what your options are for treatment okay so if somebody says you need a root canal are there any other options if somebody says you need to have this tooth extracted are there any other options that is a sentence you should ask And you should feel free to get a second opinion from other dentists. Hopefully, the dentists that you're seeing, and I know our dentists in Buffalo are pretty good dentists. They are going to tell you exactly what your options are. They're going to work with you so that you choose the best option for you. Remember, an extraction means you cannot get that tooth back. So you want to absolutely make sure Mm -hmm. that this is the final option for me. And just keep things healthy, because really, we, we can prevent the need for all this big treatment that's out there with simple, simple techniques early on that I'm giving you and simple tips. Don't inoculate that kid with bacteria so they grow up to be an adult with healthy teeth. Don't give too much of the junk food and the juice and things like that. Brushing and flossing, especially before going to bed at night. You know, little things like that. We could have a generation that will not need the root canals the extractions, Mm -hmm. the false teeth, and all those things.
0: So, you talked about brushing your teeth. What kind of toothbrush and toothpaste should our listeners (laughs) be using? And the second part of that, should they be using mouthwash?
1: Yes, yeah. Okay, so toothbrush. You know, with everything toothbrush and toothpaste, of course, we're taught to say you want to look and see if it says approved by the American Dental Association. That means that there has been scientific research done, that that toothbrush is working in a way and toothpaste that is evidence-based, Right? And then if you have any problems, you have somebody you can complain to. Right? (laughs) Right. So that's the third part. Um, So approved by the American Dental Association. Um, Our guidelines recommend soft toothbrushes. And Mm -hmm. I come from a country where we're using a hard toothbrush and we're scrubbing hard, you know, and teeth are looking great, but the gums recede very Mm easily with a hard toothbrush. So a soft toothbrush brushing in a circular motion and, you know, brushing with purpose so that even though it's a soft toothbrush, it's doing what it needs to do. With your toothpaste, we do recommend a fluoridated toothpaste. Now, there are some folks out there that are holistic and not into the fluoride. They're very concerned about it, even though there's been years of evidence. And I can tell you that the kids we see that do not use fluoride in their toothpaste are usually the ones that do have a lot Mm. of cavities. So even though I haven't done the research myself, it breaks my heart. And they tend to be the kids who are most nervous about going to the dentist as well, too. So fluoridated toothpaste is recommended. Colgate is looking at a new ingredient to go along with fluoride or instead of. So do know there will be other ingredients coming out for those who are concerned about fluoride. You know there's no fluoride in the water in Buffalo, and they are working on correcting that. But that, again, is another reason why, Mm -hmm. if you are okay with fluoride, I recommend a fluoridated toothpaste for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Flossing. Yes, flossing. Got to add that in. Yeah. And yes, I would say yes to mouthwash. Um, you know, and there are several different types that are there, but definitely, um, I think mouthwash not only adds to the whole brushing and flossing. I, it, you know, it's like a, it's like a, a cross on a T. It finishes it off right there. Um, but also sometimes that mouthwash can have fluoride in it. Um, okay. That can be helpful in preventing cavities. Okay.
0: Great. So I know we're, we're winding up our time together, um, and this has been a very, very informative conversation because no one ever talks about teeth, um, <laughs> except dentists. But um, if, if there was one of our listeners, um, they've, ne- they've avoided going to the dentist or, or, you know, maybe it's financial or something, where could they go to start to access dental care?
1: Yeah, so of course the University at Buffalo School of Dental Medicine. I have to give props to that. That is where I trained. That is where I teach. My son, Dr. Jamal Wells, is also a teacher there. He's part-time faculty there, so um, I have to recommend there. There are dental students there that need to graduate. You'll be part of their graduation of getting them through. The wonderful thing about working with a dental student is that you know that work is being checked, double-checked, and triple-checked. In addition to, they have to do their best. They want to do their best they're not doing it for any other reason that i've got to do the best thing for this person so that i can graduate so there are some props there and of course there are many other places in the community and i always recommend you know you take a look at where you live Mm -hmm. and try to find something in your community so that it's somebody you know somebody that's Mm -hmm. part of your community somebody you're familiar with um I think I'll start there. There there are many other places. I also work with my faculty practice, University Pediatric Dentistry. Mm -hmm. Um, We certainly have a wonderful program for persons with disabilities and that Mm -hmm. includes adults. Um, We collaborate with occupational therapy there and are really looking at new ways of teaching the dental students and the residents. Mm -hmm. Um, There's ECMC Hospital. I'm not sure about Buffalo General, but I know there was a clinic there. And your private doctor. You want to Find a dental home. You want right. to find a dentist that you can. This is what a right. dental home means. You can call at any time and say, "Listen, you know, I have a problem," and you can get informed care yes. at at all times. So we have some
0: options there, and in case you want to uh you need a new dentist maybe you want to change a dentist for whatever reason there's there's definitely some options so it looks like we are out of time i'd like to thank our guest dr dm for joining us today to learn more about bfnc or to listen to this and other podcast episodes visit us at www.bfnc.org podcast episodes are also posted on facebook instagram the wufo website and all other major podcast platforms